You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, sir, people, at uh, that time of the evening, you join us on uh, Pertinence uh, Punctuated. And Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah, joining us is our very own Molana Salim Karim. And, you know, he was having this discussion with me and he says, you know, Shafat, why don't uh, couples, you know, uh, get to know each other instantaneously or yeah, they struggle to get in the first three years of marriage? You know, nothing gets going. And uh, then, you know, uh, sometimes uh, the couples uh, don't know how to even communicate with each other and so forth. And all these problems coming through and uh, perhaps uh, even uh, exacerbated by what's happening in uh, the world today where, you know, religion has been taken out. In America, as you all know, uh, they're banning the Bible. Yes, they're banning the Bible. And uh, this is all the pressure that is coming through. And a few states in America have uh, decided they will absolutely do that. You can imagine the repercussions that will have on us. Molana Salim Karim being very relevant indeed. Molana, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And how are you doing this fine, beautiful evening? Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Very important topic for discussion. How well do we know our partners? And why are we finding it difficult to connect, relate, and inshallah, live with our partners? Where is it going wrong? What are we doing that is causing so much of uh, problems in the relationship. <clears throat> so, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, he will kafa, was salamun ala ibadi hilladina sofa. Allah badu fawudu billahi mina shaytani rajim, Bismillahi rahmanir rahim. Allah ta'ala wa ashiru hunna bil maruf. Wakala ta'ala fi maqamin akhar. لقد كان لكم في رسول الله أسوة حسنة قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم التمس الغنى في النكاح وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الدنيا كلها متاع وخير متاع الدنيا المرأة الصالحة أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم respected brothers and sisters in Islam doctors these of Akira Nikah is one of the longest ibadats that Allah has blessed the Ummah with. Because the first thing in marriage is your intention to accomplish a great sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, okay, Allah has put the love of three things in my heart. This comes from Bari Ta'ala that Allah has put hubbi ba'ili. Allah has put the love of three things in my heart. Number one, atib, perfume. Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah Pak had given this mu'ajza and miracle to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. That the entire body of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was perfumed. Sahaba Kiram, when they were looking for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, and they didn't find him in the masjid. <coughs> All they had to do was to walk into any gully of Medina and they would get this beautiful fragrance which was emitted from the body of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. With all that Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Allah ta'ala put the love of perfume 
because the wives of Rasulullah came from very noble families, from huge tribes. And it was a great honor that their daughter is marrying the Prophet with Rahmatul Lil Alameen. Their entire tribe accepted Islam. The entire family of that of Rasulullah's wife accepted Islam. So subhanAllah, his great wisdom, why Allah gave this honor and privilege to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa And the third thing Rasulullah said, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the coolness of my eyes, as-salatu qurratu aini. So inshallah, whenever, whenever you are faced with any difficulty and calamity in your life, the first thing that you should go on to is your musallam. Respected brothers, the question now is why, you know, it's, it's mentioned in our research has been done, that in the first to the seventh year of your marriage, you'll find you are struggling to get to terms to know your partner. Nobody can tell me that in the first three months or six months or the first year, they know every aspect of their husband or the husband knows every aspect of the wife. The first seven years of your marriage, a lot of things happen. Children come. You have to make adjustments. You got to know the likes and dislikes of each other. You need to understand the temperament and wizard. You got to deal with extended families. You got to deal with in-laws. You got to deal with so many things. If I finally, eventually, there is peace and tranquility. So, how do we cope with this? Or what leads to the stress and trauma in our relationships that we cannot stabilize the marriage? For my okay, number one, Shabbat <clears throat> Bhai, it's the lack of proper, proper information before marriage. That is why Allah give ajar and reward to those muallimas and muallims and ulama who conduct this marriage classes. Not only for one week, one week, one week prior to your nikah, you can't learn everything and know everything. One year in advance, you should attend classes. Insha'Allah, get yourself equipped with all the knowledges, challenges, solutions, and answers to difficulties that may arise in the marriage. So, one of the reasons of the breakdown in our relationship, Shafat Bhai, is that we don't have the sufficient knowledge of how to handle problems and issues. So the thing that causes all this dilemma is the lack of proper information before nikah. So my humble appeal is to the young people, for Allah's sake, if you are making near to get married, alhamdulillah, Allah reward you, Allah make it a success and a reality, but please, Go and get yourself equipped as to the basics. It's just not about love. It's just not about sex. It's not about jewelry. It's not about pomp and show. Here is hukukullah and hukukul ibad. For which you are going to be held accountable by Allah. Number two, who is in charge? This is the thing. When Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam made Hazrat Fatima's nikah with Hazrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Rasulullah addressed Hadrat Ali radiallahu ta'ala and said, Oh Ali, your responsibility is outside the house. And Rasulullah said to his daughter Betty, your responsibility is inside the house. And whenever you do things with Shura Shafat Bhai, it's not that you the boss. When we work together as a team, yes, Allah has made 
the husband, guardians, al-rijalu kawamuna al-nisa. Allah Park has given us added leverage and advantage to a man because he's got to play a vital role to control and inshallah make things work out in a smooth and good manner. So the question here is, sometimes the women want to now become the boss, they want to wear the pants, they want to dictate, they, not, they do not want to submit, they do not want to be subservient. What did Rasulullah say? Who is a good wife? Number one, Rasulullah said, when you look at her, she must bring joy to you. Number two, when the husband instructs, he should obey. And number three, when the absence of the husband, he should look after her chastity and the wealth of her husband. So it becomes a power struggle. This is the problem why we're having so many issues in our relationship, Shafat, right? Because everybody wants to be the boss. Nobody wants to be subservient. Nobody wants to submit and say, never mind, it's my husband, inshallah, I will. Though it's not making sense to me, it doesn't appeal to me, but inshallah, to keep the peace, inshallah, as long as he's not asking you to do something khilafi shariat. If your husband is asking you to do anything that is haram in Islam, totally against the Quran and Sunnah, you have all the right to say, I will not do it, because it's a straightforward argument in the disobedience of Allah you don't obey anybody whether it's your husband your parents your ustad or your sheikh and you have the right to say sorry I would not accept and I will not follow so the question here is if we distribute our responsibilities we delegate our responsibilities there won't be friction there won't be arguments that I am the boss and Shafat Bhai, do you know why this happens? Because now the women want to work, they want to earn their own money, they consider themselves independent, and when there is an argument, they will say to the husband, I'm not saying all the sisters, but most of them will say, you know what, I'm earning my own money. I don't need one cent from you, so don't tell me what to do. This is not marriage. It's the duty of the husband to look after his wife, feed her, clothe her, take care of her, look after her medical expenses. That's the duty of the husband. Yes, if your wife is intelligent, she's business-minded, there's nothing wrong. Khadija was a businesswoman. She, she chose Rasulullah because of his honesty, because of his truthfulness. So if a wife is earning a salary, she's doing home industry, she's doing online business, it's her money, she's entitled to keep her money, the husband cannot make a demand and say, uh, because you're only owning your own money and earning your own money, you must contribute all that money to the house. No, it doesn't work like that. It's the kindness of the wife who, inshallah, will say, I can see my husband can't meet the expenses. I want to help him. Subhanallah, Allah will give you ajar. So the second reason is that we need to know who is in charge. So I gave you a clear directive that Allah Ta'ala has given the men the control to run the house. They are the Amir. You can't run or you can't fly a, sh a plane or, a, or control a ship without a captain. You need a pilot. You need a captain, inshallah. So there's law, authority, and inshallah, direction. The third reason, Shabbat is talaq. Every small thing, we want a talaq. I want my talaq. Rasulullah said, that woman or that wife who frequently demands a talaq for no apparent valid reason, she will not even smell the fragrance of gender. 
Allah's lament and curses on her. And the fourth thing, Shabbat right, is sexual problems. This is amazing. With all the fitness that are carrying on now, see, same-sex marriage, homosexuality, lesbian, all these types of vice and haram activities. The husband doesn't know his gender, the wife doesn't know her gender. They don't know their responsibility. Only Allah knows the new generation that will surface what type of gender and what type of problems our children are going to face. Anyway, Rasulullah said, when your husband calls you to bed and everything is fine, mentally, emotionally, sexually, you are in good health and you refuse your husband, Allah's lanat and curse is on that wife till the husband is pleased. Such a stern warning. And sometimes some of the sisters want to punish the husband because maybe there was an argument or maybe she didn't get what she wanted to, to deprive him and punish him. She uses her body, say, I will not fulfill your conjugal rights. This is haram. May Allah Ta'ala protect us and give this understanding. And lastly, Shafat, look beautiful for your husband and husbands look handsome for your wife. Because if you want to gel, you want that love and that bond, then there must be a fatal attraction. I can't come untidy in front of my wife. My nails are unclipped. It's full of grease. It's full of dirt. I'm smelling. She, no personal hygiene, no hair remove, nothing. And I expect to be, inshallah, physical with my wife. She's a human being. She's got feelings and emotions. So it's very important, Shafat, by personal hygiene and when it comes to your sexuality for each other. And fourthly, Allah Ta'ala, give us tawfiq, Shafat, by, because Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran, Good women are for good men, and good men are for good women. So inshallah, if we keep this in mind, that Allah Pak has delegated our responsibility, as we always make this dua on the occasion of nikah, that Allah dono ko ek or nek banai. Two bodies but one soul. Your wife must be your soulmate. Your wife must be a ni'mah. You must be able to tell her, anti ni'mah, you are indeed a blessing from Allah. Allah Ta'ala blessed me with a wife like you. And I always say, give your wife three A's, Shafat Baina, end it here. Inshallah, you want a good relationship, then give your wife three A's. Number one, attention. She must be the person of focus. If there's something that you admire, then it must be your wife. Somebody you want to devote your life and you want to express your emotions to, it's your wife. Auntie Neema, you are a gift from Allah to me. So the first A is attention. Number two, affection. Love her unconditionally. Praise her. When she was young and beautiful, she was everything to you. We all have to age. Allah will give you three things once in your lifetime. Jawani, Allah will give you once in your lifetime. You can only be young, handsome, and beautiful once in your lifetime. Number two, youth, Allah will give you only once in your lifetime. You will never be young throughout your life. Yes, in Jannah, Allah will keep all of us young in the age category of 33. And Walidain, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, parents, Allah will give you once in your lifetime. So, 
So the second A is affection. And the third A, Shafat Bhai, is appreciation. If you can give them the three A's, whatever your wife does for you, they go out of your way, their ways, inshallah, to make your khidmat. So appreciation, affection, and attention. If you can, inshallah, bring this into your life, Allahul Azim, Allah will make that marriage a great bliss. So may Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq. Uh, Shafat, I don't know if you have any questions, but I think parting, I said, let's discuss this topic and bring some sense into the marriages that we are going through and we're living with, inshallah. Yes, uh, Molana. What happens is the outside influence of, uh, you know, this uh, uh, Me Too and, uh, you know, as we said, uh, they have taken away uh, religion and, uh, you know, I mean, they have the goal to go and ban the Bible and soon they'll come after the noble Quran. But Allahu Alam, we know that our Muslims will never, ever tolerate that. There will be a tsunami. There will be a volcanic eruption from the Ummah, and they know that the words of the mighty, the noble Quran is embedded in the hearts of the Muslims. So you can take and ban this and that, but there will always be Allah's word, and Allah says, I will protect the Quran. Mulana, a quick comment from you. Allah said, we have revealed the Quran, and we personally will take in charge. You see what they're doing now, Shafat, they want to ban the Quran, they want to ban the Bible or whatever it is. The British, gee, enemies of Quran, enemy of Rasulullah, enemy of Islam, when they were ruling India, the British rule, they slaughtered and hanged thousands of ulama and hufas. They collected Quran from every village and town. They made a huge heap of the Quran and they burned the Quran. They said, we want to take this Quran out completely. There must be no visible Quran, available physical Quran. So let's do this. Two things we'll do. We'll slaughter the ulama and the hufas. So there'll be nobody to read Quran. And number two, we'll collect the Quran from every village. Village by village, town by town. We'll go and collect the Quran. And you put a big bonfire and light the Quran and burn them. They did that. So one great alim of deen said, you can burn all the Qurans, you can kill all the ulama. So he brought one five-year-old child, or seven-year-old child, and he said to that child, now read, A'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem, alhamdulillahi rabbil adameen ar-rahmanir rahim, started the beginning of the Quran. And the child read the whole Quran, from cover to cover, in front of all those viceroys, the British enemies of Islam. Now that Ali said, now I want to see how you can burn the Quran from this child's heart. You can burn it on paper, but when the Quran is in the heart, which is a gift from Allah, it's a miracle. You will never ever be able to burn the Quran. And many miracles you have seen and witnessed, Shafat Bhai, when a house catches on fire, Allah Ta'ala protects the Quran. The Quran is never burnt. If anything gets burnt, maybe the Juzdana in which it was kept. But Allah's Kalam, Allahu Akbar, Allah will always protect his Quran. So you can try your best to remove the Quran and try to vanish it. It will never ever get vanished. Allah will have people and there will be ulama and hufaz. Allah has blessed with the Quran. You can take the Quran, you can write the Quran right from start, from end, from the beginning to the end and rewrite the Quran. 
because what is instilled and engraved on the heart of Hafiz al-Quran and Ali Medin can never be erased. Yes, it can only be erased on one occasion. When we are going to commit guna and sinna, and we're going to start staring at women and doing haram things, then Allah will take that amanat away, that gift away, that nur away. So we need to be safeguarding our iman. Gee, Molana, absolutely brilliant. And as you said, uh, you know, we need to safeguard our Iman. We need to embrace our Iman. We need to celebrate it with each other. And uh, But the sad reality is that we are too busy fighting each other in the house of Islam and we're not letting our spirituality progress, Molana. Your, your thoughts? Well, each one wants to become a leader. Gee. We are living on islands, Shafat Bhai. Sake of living together. Allah is saying, hold on firmly on to the Quran. Means the rope of Allah. What is the rope of Allah? The rope of Allah is Quran. You see how Shaitan is playing havoc with us at the moment, Shafat Bai. In the name of Islam, I'm forming my own organization. I got my own society. I got my own Jamaat Khana. I got my own Madresa. We're opening up 50 madrasas. Look at the resources that is being wasted. Whereas we can, under one umbrella, one organization, we pool our resources, our teachers, our asatiza, and present the most beautiful students and educated lot. But no, mera naam ka kya hoga? Where is my name? Pehle log neki kar kar darya me dalte te. In the olden days, People used to do good deeds and throw it into the ocean. Hum aajkal neki kar kar social media par mashallah elan kar diye. Ji, I'm eating one banana, I'm putting it inshallah on social media. Ji, I'm eating one plate biryani, so I'm putting it on social media. Ji, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, whoever boasts in this dunya, Allah will deal with him in the same way. Ji, Allah will disgrace him in this dunya. Tafat bhai. Kibriyai, Allah Pak says, Al Kibriyao Ridai, that pride is my chadar, it's my shawl, and whoever wants to snatch it from me, I will destroy him. The Shafat Bhai, you saw in the world all the political leaders and all those who were kings and queens, they wanted everybody to say, Ana Rabbukumul Allah, we all worship you, but Allah Ta'ala destroyed them. Unka namur nishan bi baki nahi. Shafat Bhai, Nobody talks about all the kings and look at Firaun, Haman. Who talks about these people? They had the greatest amount of wealth, pomp and show. But Allah destroyed them. They are history. But those who did Allah's work, Allah will take them from this dunya to the akhirat. And the world will talk about So I always say, leave a legacy behind. So inshallah, whenever you are gone, people can still remember that some and somebody made a contribution and alhamdulillah that is sadaqah ijariya till the day of kiyamah jazakallah you take care also molana you're absolutely brilliant talk to you soon assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Yes, I want to thank uh, Lucalo for brilliant engineering uh, this evening. Keep it locked on to Marcus Sahaba for beautiful programming. From the team and I, till we meet you again, we bid you. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.